Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil, a.k.a. Bob Ross. Bob Ross, ladies and gentlemen. Bob Ross in the house. Uh, for those that are listening house. audio only, Garrett yeah. and I are in our Halloween costumes. Yes, we are. We, we are. Uh, yep. We, uh, let's see, Garrett is a space shark <laughs> today. He looks like a space shark. If and... you get to my background is space. I didn't put water back there. I just saw yes. shark in space. And I want to say that it's not easy. Like you cannot use your fins to no, it's hard do to anything. text with fins. Yeah, so I'm going to remove, yeah. I'm going to use one hand here so I can be able to move around. One fin, one hand. One You're fin, a hybrid. One hand. That's I'm what half, happens in space. Yes, I'm 95% yes. shark and 5% human is what yes. I am. Okay. Yeah. And you, you've, uh, did Bob Ross have his shirt open that much? Is Bob that Ross no- did. He had a very hairy oh. chest and oh. liked to show it off. Oh, uh, sometimes with uh, jewelry. So today I'm sporting a little uh, jewelry a pendant. A little, what is pendant? what's on that pendant? Can I you, don't know. Can you, oh, my God. I have no idea. OK, I don't know. I will say this, though, Robbie. Yes. yes. You had more chest hair on Voyager than you yes. do now. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah the yeah. Bob Ross yeah. beard going. You, you do. You really so, do. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about the Bob Ross today. I've got a painting I, behind me. He does. <laughs> He's uh, got Bob a Ross. wonderful landscape ha- painting. Happy behind. clouds. We've got some uh, happy trees and happy clouds. Happy is trees, it, okay. happy clouds, happy sunset. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh my yeah. goodness. I, I am say. I am uh uh broadcasting we, this yeah. week from beautiful Silverdale, Silverdale, yes. Silverdale Washington, mm. where my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, Jesse and Jeff. Yeah, uh, just had a baby, and so we came down from uh, Vancouver, and we're visiting with family and celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving. Yes, Jess, one of our editors, our original mm-hmm. primary editor, yep. is with a newborn child. So they're the, Robbie and Rebecca are visiting them and celebrating Thanksgiving. Yeah. And how long was that drive from Vancouver down to Silverdale? Not bad. It's like three hours. Oh, that's like quick. That. It's like LA to Vegas, then. Yeah, pretty much, right? Okay. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Uh, and you brought everything with you, right? You brought your green screen. Your, I brought your, everything except your lights. ring light. Oh, well, I don't usually use ring lights because of my glasses. Yeah. I, they reflect oddly. So you're I using Jesse's sort of a, ring light. I'm right? using. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we've got a little ring light action going on today, but I think it yeah. fits with Bob Ross. I think it's fine. Did you, yes. dr- did you bring, did you bring the, the, uh, the camper down? No, no, no. You just Mm -hmm. drove the Tesla then. Just the Delta Flyer, right? I didn't drive the You didn't drive the Delta Flyer. No, I've got we've got uh we've got uh two vehicles in our family. Okay. We have a Tesla Model 3, which I love the electric car. Right. But that is um taking a break while our hybrid explorer or hybrid Ford Explorer is the vehicle of choice. Oh we uh drove down in that because we gotta fit Walter and Oh, that's right. And lots of baby presents and things like that. So, And your podcasting equipment. And podcasting equipment. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And my Bob Wonderful. Ross costume. And your, bo- you know, you need room for the Bob Ross costume. Exactly. There you go. exactly. Well, yeah. So for all of you that are listening, um, Robbie has this crazy wig on, which mm-hmm. is, it's kind of carrot toppy almost, to, but it, it, it is the general shape of Bob Ross's hair. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. Um, he's got this shirt opened up. He, he just looks like I got some groovy paint, 70s. A little paint on me. Oh, you did that. You did that to have yeah. a little atmosphere. You flecked yeah. a little paint on there. A I paint like on that. There. Looks you wonderful. know, artists are, are messy sometimes. They are. They are. And um, mm-hmm. you look good. So happy Halloween That's to everybody. Funny. Let's just say happy that Halloween. right now. Happy Halloween for sure. Yeah. Okie doke. Um, so this week... We are reviewing the episode concerning flight. Yes. Which happened right after Random Thoughts, which has random and flight in two episodes, which is which, the Tom Paris fan club. Exactly. The Tom Paris International Fan Club. Right. And now these random are the two flight. favorite yeah. episodes of the Tom Paris International Fan Club. Yes. Concerning flight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go, let's go watch this episode in our silly Halloween costumes. And let's do. 
come back and review this. All right. Can't wait. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks everyone. Hey everyone, Bob Ross and Space Shark are back. All right. Yes, we are. We- <laughs> I love this. We should dress up every every <laughs> podcast. We should put on a costume. Every podcast? Oh every time. That's that, hilarious. That would be pretty funny. I almost look like a flower. The way this like if I stand <laughs> if, I, if I'm high up, if you don't see the snout or the, you know, of this yeah. of the shark, I look like a flower. Yeah. So now I gotta kind of hunch over to look more like a like a shark. Um, <clears throat> you look, you always look like a shark to me. Uh, oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. I you really I, do, you know, and I'm, I was going to say the same thing about you with Bob Ross, but you don't, you don't look <laughs> no. like Bob Ross to me. <laughs> Although um, this kind of works. I mean, that look, you know, yeah, it's my beard, my real life beards. So if I, if I, I just had the weird seventies glasses on. Yes. That he wore. Uh, I, I, have think to, I, could do it. <laughs> I have to say, I did look at your Instagram post and Yes. I really like the wig on Rebecca. On Rebecca. Yeah. yeah. It's just Orphan Annie. She's ready to do the whole Broadway. <laughs> She's ready to go on Broadway, start singing. That's the sun will come out. I can just hear her singing yeah. right now. Um, good. All right. So on a scale from one to 10. Yes. What are you going to give this episode? I, I got to be honest. Um, because that's what we do. We're honest here. We're, gonna be, we're, we're not going to pull punches. But we're, on, but yeah. we're honest. Yes. This was not my favorite episode. Same. I and I Same. went into this even though I didn't remember much. I went into this with high expectations because of John Reese Davies. Yes, because it was a Da Vinci episode. Yeah, I I went into it with high expectations and I really didn't. I didn't like it very much. I got to be honest. <sighs> I, I would give this like a four out of ten. Yeah. I'm going to say the exact same thing. I mean, it's yeah. a great episode for John Reese Davies. He gets to do a lot in it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he gets to he gets to really have a bunch of screen time. So there is some positives there. Yeah. Um, a nice scene between Tuvok and and John Reese Davies as well mm-hmm. in in the marketplace. Very funny. The small talk, so, yeah, the yeah. Small talk scene was wonderful. That was good. So, and we'll get to that. But but overall, I was very disappointed. I really was. I just, it just didn't hold my attention. It wasn't no. dynamic in terms of its plot points and like action yeah. or any of that stuff. It and wasn't. It, it sometimes I, I feel like Star Trek often at its best. Yeah. Um, it comes up with a, a real human experience and puts that experience into a sci-fi story mm-hmm. that really pulls apart this idea of that human experience mm-hmm. and explores it in a in a a way that you can connect with as an audience. This one didn't. I, I even had trouble coming up with a theme at the end of it. I was like, what is I hear the, you. I, hear I struggled you. with this episode and, um, but there's a lot of cool stuff about it. We'll, we'll, as we talk through it. Yeah. Piece, piece by piece, there's some cool things, but as a whole, didn't hold together for me. We are almost, well, not almost, well, close. I mean, in the middle of season four, we will be at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Of all the Voyager episodes. And of all the episodes we've watched and reviewed so far, this is the only episode I've actually fallen asleep wow. <laughs> while watching. And wow. I'm shocked and ashamed to admit that, but I did. I did fall asleep. It happens. So, you know, a yeah. lot of people use Star Trek as a sleeping pill at night. They turn <laughs> it on <laughs> then late at night you. and it puts them out. So it well, does now have a I reputation know. for that. Yeah, it, it does. But now I know if I have insomnia, I am turning on concerning flight to help mm-hmm. me go to sleep. This is the one that's going to put me out entirely. Okay. okay. So let's start off as usual with our poetry synopsis. Yes. I'm going to begin with my haiku. Thank here you. Here we go. Very concerning excited. flight. Concerning flight. My haiku. My haiku. <laughs> my haiku for concerning flight. I feel so weird saying this wearing a shark costume. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Our tech is stolen. Janeway goes undercover. Da Vinci to France. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. I All like right. it. All right, here's, here's our limerick hmm. for the episode concerning flying. Janeway and Da Vinci can't fly. His brain really can't figure out why. Then Voyager's mugged, the hollow emitter unplugged, but it's science, not magic, that will rectify. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. That limerick's better than this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Written by Joe Minoski. Story, uh, co-credit between Jimmy Diggs and Joe Minoski. By the way, Jimmy Diggs called me the other day. I didn't pick up. I saw that he had called. So I need to call him back. And uh, at some point, have an interview or let's two get him, him on the show we, we need to talk to him let's for sure. do it that directed by yes directed by uh, one of our our uh, more favored directors jesus trevino which is yep, yep we enjoy jesus's work mm-hmm. and uh we start the whole episode in da vinci's workshop and mm-hmm. wayne da vinci have basically entered into the workshop and they're soaking wet because uh they tried to um you know, uh, test out the new flying machine and mm-hmm. evidently they, it failed and they, they plunged into uh, a river. Is that what we're, is that, yes, I, it looks, yeah, some yeah body of water. air was sort of, well, they said they jumped off the Florence bridge, right? So it must've been into a river, into a river, mm-hmm. but then, you know, Janeway's soaking wet, but Da Vinci really isn't soaking wet. He's yeah, kind she's, of, she's drying herself off the entire scene. Yes. Keeps, keeps, even as she exits, she takes another couple of, you know, pats of her face. Yeah. So, I'm wondering uh, why they didn't wet down his hair. Maybe because it's a wig and they were afraid that it would. Uh, I think he was wetted down a bit, but he was just, he was ignoring the fact that he was wet. He was wet. And okay. it didn't read as much on him. Yeah. We definitely are used to seeing Janeway with her, you know, fancy hairdos, all the mm-hmm. different hairdos we've seen. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of, a, it looked like a kid's bowl cut to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just sort of stringy and wet and, I don't know. It was. It looked like, yeah, some well, school that boys is bowl descriptive. Cut. A kid's yeah. bowl cut. Oh yeah. my goodness. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Failed flight. The Florence citizens are heckling. You hear them outside. Mm-hmm. I actually had to go back and re-listen because I didn't know what was happening in the beginning. He's yeah. yelling. He was yeah. yelling and yelling at a crowd off screen. Right. Which I wish we could have seen some crowd or something because it was just right. confusing and I didn't yeah. know what they were yelling about i had to go back and listen well, the loop, and, then you... and the loop group if you listen the loop group is looping in a ta- some a few italian words and then mm-hmm. english so it starts off italian you know animale animal right so yeah. they say that and some other things but then slowly more english is being used i didn't understand why it failed i didn't i just didn't i was confused in this first scene i gotta be honest yeah. and i was confused that she was in her starfleet uniform because usually when you go into a holodeck program you take on the clothing of the holodeck you're participating in. If we go into the Grendel's, you know, the Viking holodeck, we were in Viking wear. If we go into Captain Proton, we're in Captain Proton. She goes, Janeway in the past has been into her romance novel in a, you know, um, you know, 18th century dress or 19th century mm-hmm. dress. This time she was in her Starfleet uniform. And I was like, why? It yeah. just doesn't, it was confusing to me. Is she, you know, playing in this program or she's done that before though, in this particular program where she hasn't yeah. been in, in yeah. you know, Italian uh, Renaissance clothing. Yeah. And, I know. Uh, you I, know, I, I guess this time it just jumped, it bumped me for some okay. reason. It, I justified it as she was about to report to the bridge and mm-hmm. she said, you know what, I'm going to go in and get a quick little holodeck session in and I'm, I'm not going to change into that you know, uh, different type of wardrobe. And because I have mm-hmm. to get, I have to be on the bridge really soon after this. So that's all I thought. Yeah. It was, it was a weird scene to me. It's this episode got off on a weird foot to me because, you know, like he's frustrated with Italy. He says, I'm going to go to France where I'm appreciated. And he reaches out at one point to tear up the plans of his flying machine. Mm-hmm. And you see Janeway kind of go like she jumps and it, like catches her breath. And I just thought, that's a really big reaction from Janeway who knows that this is a program that she can just rewind and do mm. play again. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's no and real stakes here. And yes. I don't know. And I, then I she, found it confusing. Did you notice when she reacted, then she does her best coach Tarkanian impersonation. Do you remember coach Jerry Tarkanian mm-hmm. who, who used to coach the running rebels? He would always have his towel on his face where he was like chewing on his towel practically. And so she does Mm -hmm. that weird thing where she brings the towel up to her face. And I just thought, Oh, wow. Why is she overreacting like that? That's, that's it seemed like like an overreaction to me from a captain who is playing a game at this point. Yeah. Like knowing that it's a game there, 
we, you know, the, nothing about the holodeck is unusual at this point. It's mm. just, uh, you know, it's a game. Although I guess having said that now, now I'll contradict myself. You know, Rebecca's got this, um, what's it called? The Oculus the yeah. three, you know, the 3d Oculus thing. Mm. And I've done that a few times. And I know when I finish an Oculus, like supernatural session or something where you're mm. getting into it physically, it feels real. It does. You no, know, it really, you know, I'm, I'm tired because I've been mm. jumping around and moving around trying to hit, hit, knock down the things. Yeah. So I do get why if she's in this holodeck, it's very realistic. And mm-hmm. she, yeah. she would be, uh, you know, she would be playing along with the game as yeah. if it were real, I guess. But I don't know. Something about this one just felt like we, we don't have any stakes yet. I barely even know what they're talking about. Right. Talking about a flying machine. And he's going to France. Who cares? It's just part of the game. Yeah. Um, and she gives him this, yeah, this pep talk. Don't give up. Um, I just don't know why, why I Mm -hmm. I didn't know where, what, what she's trying to play this game at this point and why it it seems, it seemed confusing to me, Mm -hmm. this, this opening scene. And then she gets a call from the bridge, unknown ships approaching. We're Uh, under attack, right? We're under attack. Exactly. Yeah. Unknown attackers. Um, Harry says at one point, when she's on the bridge, he says a slight destabilization along the shield perimeter. And we cut out to space and we see instead of the like photon torpedoes that they're shooting at us, all of a sudden we see this giant like scanner along the top of our ship mm. after Harry says that. And, uh, and we cut to engineering where we see Balana standing by the warp court and a panel disappears right next to her, which we've mm. never done anything like that. And I, I, I was surprised that you could make it a panel disappear because I, f- I felt like our set was all built pretty solid. It would be hard to have a panel in and out. So that was just something I don't remember ever seeing that, you know, part of our ship is literally getting. Yeah. The panel that disappeared though, was that control panel that sits on the railing. Yeah, I guess um, so. Uh, maybe yeah, it so it wasn't part of the or... wall. You can just pull that thing off probably. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, but different things are being stolen or being beamed. They're disappearing. Cargo bay is got stuff, off, right? Yeah, yeah. Medical instruments disappear. Yeah. We go to sick bay. We see the doctor there in the and the big bio bed, mm-hmm. the surgical bed in the in sick bay disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, I love. We go back to the bridge, and um, Janeway is caught up on all this stuff is disappearing. So she says, "Tuvok, fire at will," and he says, "I have the will, Captain, but not the means." <laughs> <laughs> very clever i you know i almost felt like they should have went the comical route they should have beamed both chakotay and janeway's chairs off the bridge so they just fall you know and they go, well, that would have been funny that would have been funny i would have liked yeah. that there was some uh, funny stuff in this episode there was, there was definitely a few funny, funny moments for sure yep. um harry says the main computer processor is gone captain That's we've huge. lost weapons we've lost lost navigation yeah. we've lost propulsion they're yeah. all down yeah and paris has a line i feel like we were just mugged which right. i love it's like he just cuts right to the no tech no babble for him it's we were just mugged i like that how like 20th that. century of you to say that Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's not a term that we hear very often in the Star Trek world, right? No. Mugged, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah. Um, we jumped to the briefing room, and now we're just talking about how how are we getting our how how will we get our stuff back? Mm-hmm. You know, we've been we've been mugged. These aliens are basically thieves, and they've stolen everything. Well, not mm-hmm. everything, but a lot of things. And of course, the doctor be, the doctor chimes in. Well, the the most important thing that I've that's missing is my mobile emitter. And, mm-hmm. you know, so now uh, clearly th- something's going to happen with that mobile emitter. We don't Did know. Did you notice in the wide shot that we were all sort of crammed over towards the window side of the table? No, I didn't notice. There was that. a number of places in this episode. Mm. One of my favorites, actually, we'll get to later, where the staging I thought was forced so much. Mm-hmm. Like this was one, and we've talked about that before, where you know, because of the lens and they want to yeah, get it because of the, in the camera. Shot. Yeah. We, we sit in, you know, we sit or stand in places that we wouldn't correct normally in an, in the real world ever sit or stand like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was one in the briefing room. We were all yeah. sort of, you know, close together and at one end of the table where there was probably a whole end of the table that was not being used. I don't know why we, 
would ever sit like that, but we did for the shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do hear that a month's supply of emergency rations are gone. And Tom Paris again has a little quip. He says, well, no loss there. <laughs> and Kate's look when I said that, I loved her look. She was like, you know, all business. And then all of a sudden she looked over and she's like, what? Give me a look. I thought it was, that was very funny. Nice. Um, I did also like in that scene when Janeway says to Harry, uh, track those ships, basically, you know, yeah. do whatever it takes to, to track those ships that stole our stuff. And Harry says, yes, ma'am. I know. You said a yes, ma'am in there. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. If I had a time machine, yes. I would go back in time to when we were filming that scene mm-hmm. and I would say it the way Tom says it. I'd say, I know. yes, ma'am. I would do a little yeah. lilt a little, at the yes, end. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. We do, by the way, have yes, ma'am t-shirts. Just a little plug for the store. Yes, we do. We have yes, ma'am t-shirts. We got them. That just came in. So, we got them uh, hot off the presses. A lot of people were asking about that for uh, Tom's yeah. signature catchphrase. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. It's there. Sounds and now good. Harry says it in the briefing room. He so, does. He yes. does. Uh, we go, uh, we we go to Astro. Yeah astrometrics after this i love as soon as harry walks in oh seven's gosh. like ensign there will be no fraternizing i don't have <laughs> time like, oh my gosh have time. this is such a um, weird scene for me i mean the blocking was weird everything was weird for me well, let's talk I, about I, it let, well, talk. You, I, let me hear you talk about it first and i'll chime all right in so you. so harry comes in and she immediately says no fraternizing which i thought was it made me laugh out loud mm-hmm. um he hopes to enlist her help um, they're, they're, uh, he wants to extend the sensors to track the ships like the captain told him. And she says, I'm already working on that. I've been working on that for two hours. Yeah. So she's like snapping at you. She's pretty. Um, and then you Snapping. walk over to see what she's doing. Yeah. And Harry ends up standing two inches <laughs> from her face. <laughs> now we have had some close standing on our show, some awkward close standing. But I wrote down, this sets a new record for close standing <laughs> on Voyager. I've never seen such close standing. Uh, oh, it was so close. And I didn't find the light. I didn't find the light. I stayed in her shadow. Oh, yeah, you got a little is, blocked there. Yeah, I got I blocked. And that's one of the things that, as an actor, that you need to do is you need to find the light, right? You need to make sure you're yeah. lit. And I was in the shadow the entire time. And it was so close, awkwardly close. It was all pretty close. And you I, hung out there a little while. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah. uh, I, and then, you know, she, so we go to work and she comes over and kind of bumps me out of the way. And I do remember filming this scene, actually. You I do? remember, I do. Yeah, nice. I remember that we actually had a good laugh. There was a, that was like, there was, there was one time when she came over and she ended up stepping on my foot or something like that. I was right. like, ah, you know, so we had some bloopers in filming the scene because it was in such close proximity to each other. It was. Yeah, so we had some issues there. Um, and it, and but then, for me, it was just awkward. I just felt really awkward uh, watching that scene. You yeah. know, so. Well, it was, it was a weird scene because it, it didn't relate directly to the plot of this episode. In any right. Way. I mean, you were going in there to, to work on the sensors, the, the long range sensors, which mm-hmm. did relate, I guess, but you didn't really stay on point with that. You just, mm, yeah. you sort of, it, it, it started becoming about something else about how seven is getting, you know, mm-hmm. is being rude to people and you try to give her some advice and she's yeah. cold about that. And yeah, I don't know. It, it sort of became this like B or C story yeah. feeling that never really paid off. Like mm-hmm. seven has another conversation in, in sick bay about getting in a bickering kind of fight with Balana. Right. Later on. Seems kind of tracking this story that you're mm-hmm. that you're doing the scene about. Yeah. But I think that's about it. Like yeah. I don't think we ever revisit that issue. So no. it, it just felt like sort of tagged on there, this whole mm. storyline and the scene and and the scene with the doctor. It just felt sort of tagged on and didn't seem to relate to the to the plot. I agree. So l- now let's move to the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, on the bridge, we finally tracked these stolen items mm-hmm. to a planet and actually a city. And the main item that we need is the mm-hmm. main computer processor. That's the most mm-hmm. important, not the mobile emitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the most important is the main computer processor. Yep. And um, so Janeway decides to go down on an away mission undercover with Tuvok. Mm-hmm. And she shows up in the city square. 
And lo and, and behold, before she gets yeah. there, by the way, so on the bridge, yes. she says, Tuvok, you're with me. We're going to go to the northern continent. Tom and Neelix, you're going to head to the southern continent right. and see what you can find there. And then we go to this establishing shot of the city for the first time. Oh, yes. Yes. And I was looking at it going, that's like Malibu Canyon or yeah, something. I said that's, that's it. <laughs> it looks like Topanga or Malibu or something. I mean, the same notes. This city sort of sitting, this sitting kind of on fake, top of the mountain, sitting the on hills. top, and I'm like, yeah, it makes no sense to build a city there <laughs> because it's hard to get all the way up there to the town. Yes, like you should build it, and then I could see just beyond where they put the city in the Malibu Hills, um, the vis- visual effects city. You could see the San Fernando Valley. You could see like Mount Washington. You could yeah. see things. Yeah, and I'm thinking, why wouldn't they just put a city? over in that big valley that I know is there. Mm-hmm. Like you'd never build a city on this hilltop. But anyway, yeah. it was a weird place to put a city. I made the same notes. I said, that looks like the Los Angeles area. And mm-hmm. I said, and not only does it look like that, they've also included the LA smog somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the smog of LA is also part of that establishing shot, which was kind of funny. Yeah, uh, it's like the city, the, the feeling of the city didn't yeah. fit with the background exactly that's right. it's something about it just and it was a weird place to put a city on the top of this hill that's right all right so now we're in the city square and yes. janeway is there with tuvok undercover and they're looking around and all of a sudden we hear a very familiar voice and it's da vinci and we're wondering what how and then not you only see... not only do we hear a familiar voice mm. that we've seen before but we're standing again in a town square in the uh... same set <laughs> Yeah, you've seen before another. I'm like, oh, boy, we have used this set a lot. That's true. It's like we literally just threw some paint, put some rivets on it, like some rivets to look like, uh, I guess, a different finish or something. But it it was the same set. And we've talked about this before this at this point in our series. Mm -hmm. We keep sort of recycling the same set and it Mm -hmm. feels like it. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it. You know, we recycled the same cave sets a lot. Mm, We did. But the thing about caves is they're so sort of, because it's a natural environment, not a man-made environment, Mm -hmm. um, you sort of buy the familiarity of rocks or, you know, if we painted them with snow or ice or white or black or brown. Right. But when you build a a man-made environment, like a town square, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, the architecture of that space, you start to see over and over in multiple episodes. Mm -hmm. It just, it, you can see that we're reusing it. And Agreed. Anyway, Agreed. Yep, another another visit to the same town square set. <laughs> and I love uh, when Da Vinci shows up. We do see now the mobile emitter mm-hmm. now on Da Vinci. And I just right love... in the middle of his chest, right about yes. where my Bob your, Ross your pendant gold is. pendant you go. is. Yes, there you go. Yeah. I think Da Vinci should have had a Bob Ross gold pendant as well. <laughs> and I love his line. Welcome to America. Like. <laughs> He thinks this is the new world, which is lovely. So see, this that to me was funny. I laughed at that. I thought that was great. Da Vinci has the mobile emitter. Welcome to America, he says. was funny. Yes. He talks about Tuvok's ears. It's like, where are you from? Interesting. And, uh, and Tuvok uh, just anyway. lets him touch his face. It's just Tuvok oh, just sits there. like Tuvok's like a puppy dog. He's like, okay, I'm going to touch this face and move it around. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little odd, too. I was like, what's happening here? Um, but then again, Tuvok's Tuvok doesn't have a lot of emotion, right? So he's not going to be that upset about it, I suppose. I also um, thought that Tuvok's outfit looked really good. Like that oh, yeah. was a good look for him. It was yeah. sort of a quilted, you know, shoulders and breastplate area. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a good, like tailored look for uh, Tim Russ. He I looked think, really good. Yeah. I think that was a nice Vulcan wardrobe mm-hmm. choice for him. We have a little time passage, a passage mm-hmm. in time. They're still in the city square. And Da Vinci finally convinces them that he's got to bring them to his new workshop, the workshop mm-hmm. that is that exists because of his patron, the prince, the character known as Tao. Mm-hmm. And Tao was played by guest star Tao, played by John Vargas, our lead guest star, yep. who was also in 
Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, the feature film. Really? Yes. Wow. So that's his Star Trek pedigree. He's wow. already done Trek. And that Trek was done way before Voyager. So Vargas is, uh, his resume is long, 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 long resume. Wow. He's done quite a few things. Wow. Don, uh, and then the other guest star was Don Pugsley. Don mm-hmm. Pugsley played the alien traitor that was in the briefing room with Chakotay. He, he had you know, somehow come across our phaser rifle and a tricorder yeah. and, and a Tom, uniform, by the way, uniform, he was right. wearing he's, a wearing a, uh, he's wearing a command uniform and Pugsley also, you know, extensive resume, no other Star Trek credits, but he did work on dark skies, which Ooh. is the sci-fi series that Jerry Ryan was on before she came on to Voyager. So interesting. There's that connection. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, Da Vinci brings them back to his new lab. Yeah. Which has the classic glass ball with the uh, lightning electricity going on. You know, the classic sci-fi prop. Yeah. In, uh, with the, which is what they use in the Borg regeneration. Uh, it's uh, the Borg regeneration. Yeah. It's in Captain Proton's lab. Mm. You know, uh, ship. Yeah. It's all over the place. Um. I was thinking if Da Vinci came into this lab and was like, oh my gosh, I've got such a great new lab now. He doesn't even know what electricity is. Like <laughs> he doesn't even like, you know, he's a quick, he's a quick learner. Like, <laughs> he's a quick mind study. blown. If he got into this lab with some yeah. of the things, like how would he be able to it, it, it just he doesn't he, know what electricity is. Okay. Yeah, okay. Much so we, less, and you know, computer engineering yes. and electrical engineering and yeah. circuits and wiring yeah. and how did he do this in like yeah. four hours? Yeah, I think I, I think what you're getting at is that Da Vinci should have been in a state of shock the entire episode because yes. he's see he's been exposed to all these new advanced technologies yes. which he doesn't know anything about, right? But we're just going he to assume that he's a genius. Yes. He does shoot a phaser, but he, he calls a- it electricity. It, 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 you know, he, he doesn't say lightning. it's a phaser. He doesn't lightning. say it's... Yeah, he says like, lightning. It, 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 it shoots lightning. It, it, it uh, yeah. concentrates lightning. So it, it's definitely above his pay grade. Yes. <laughs> that entire yes. lab. But it's a cool looking lab, though. I mean, it's I a very thought, cool well, lab. That's, that's a nice It is a very workshop. cool lab. Yeah. I'm getting my Bob Ross hair in my, in my eyes. I just have to clear out my Bob Ross hair. <laughs> It's not easy being I, Bob Ross. I've been adjusting my my shark costume as well. This into my teeth exactly, which look like flower petal thingies. But I okay, just, what are you doing? I'm trying to make sure my pendant is real. My neck. Well, you know, whatever you do, jewelry. don't block your chest hair. I I, exactly. I don't want you to block any of that. Yeah, chest there hair. Which there you go, or the pendant. Mm. <laughs> Does that? Do you? Where did you guys find that pendant? This was Jesse's. This is Rebecca's. Rebecca, we're at Rebecca's sisters. Yeah. I didn't have the pendant. And so I asked Jesse and she went in like her jewelry. So I, that's why I don't even know what it is. It's a Jesse pendant. It it's a Jesse pendant. Maybe it's an award. Like, is it a medal? No. It's it almost like, looks like a medal. I don't know. Okay. It's perfect. It is. I wanted, I wanted some 70s glasses, but I didn't have those. I think you should go back to work on Resident Alien in this getup like this. I might. I, mean, I, make, I could reuse this. I don't really think you should. Do you have any more comments about the uh, the workshop? Well, the briefing room, um, you know, uh, not n- no, not in the not in the workshop, but okay, we, we're moving we go, on. Yeah, moving on. Um, when we go to the briefing room, we have a very rare uh, example of a bald alien, an oh, alien yeah. with male pattern baldness, because he did have hair going around, you know, like a classic human male pattern baldness look like um, the doctor he looked like the doc he was an alien doctor yes. right yes yeah which i i just love when we have male pattern baldness on aliens. on aliens great yeah it's awesome <laughs> um he does explain who stole it he talks about this man tau yeah. um which is the prince the benefactor of da vinci now mm-hmm. um anyway he says that uh tau controls the the seventh province in the northern continent and um, Chakotay says, you can keep whatever you've got. We just have to find this computer. We're looking for this, you know, this one thing. And he stops him on the way out and says, uh, uh, that, that, look, that uniform looks really good. And the color looks really good or something <laughs> like that. 
um, which I didn't even catch that it was a Starfleet uniform until he said that. And I was like, are you kidding? Oh. You no, didn't, didn't notice that? Notice oh my uh-huh. goodness. Well, cause he had on like another kind of weapons belt that he had stolen. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Over, over him. So that's true. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, during this episode, do we even get a name of a species? No, do we even hear so. what these people uh-huh. are or anybody. No, I don't mm-hmm. think so either. I don't think so either. Um, when we cut away from, um, the briefing room we go back down to the planet and finally see tau mm-hmm. this uh this weapons dealer well before and we he's... see tau we're in the city square and janeway and tuvok are talking right janeway mm-hmm. has janeway tells tuvok i need to find tau and that's mm-hmm. when da vinci shows up and janeway mm-hmm. says stall him make small talk talk to him do anything and that's when we have that lovely comedic scene of <laughs> yes. tuvok tuvok of scandinavia Yes. Make small talk. Yes. Was... Da Vinci says, where are you from? And Tuvok responds, Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Yes. Uh, a very funny scene. All the small talk was good. I did not like when um, Da Vinci says something about Vulcan. And Tuvok goes, wait, what? And he says, he says, Da Vinci says, yes, it's a small island off the coast of Italy. Oh. Which may be true, but it just seemed like that was way too convenient. That Da Vinci happens to talk about this island that's the same name as what Tuvok is. Yeah. Uh, just seemed it, it felt like a little much. The rest of the scene I love, but when it got to the the Vulcan, you know, the island of Vulcan, I was like, eh, I don't know if we should have gone that far. He should have said Vulcan, a small farming town in future nation Canada, is what he should yes, have said. Exactly. No, exactly. he did the Italian one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that pulled you out. I don't even remember him saying it that. Did. I think that's when I fell asleep during that. that it might have been. Okay. So they have their small talk. And then Janeway is talking with Tao, this, this weapons dealer. Mm-hmm. And she tells Tao that, uh, that she uh, has, a, has a friend or, or a client or something that runs a colony about uh, 20 parsecs away, she says. And um, they need a computer. And so she's fishing. Basically, Janeway's fishing for information with this guy, Tao. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he says, well, I may have something. And he brings her over and shows her this computer interface. And we hear the voice, Major Barrett's voice, for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it is Voyager's computer. We know it's a Starfleet computer voice. Um, and, uh, and by the way, Janeway says something when the, when the computer starts talking in Major Barrett's voice. Jamie goes, ah, verbal interface. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, hey, Google, Siri, <laughs> you know, Alexa. <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing what, what you know, seemed un- impossible in the 90s. You know, oh, yeah. a verbal community, you know, a verbal interface with yeah. our computers. Right. That seems like sci-fi stuff. Mm. Now everybody's got it. In Everyone's got it. Some version. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Now, see, this Um, is where I get a little foggy because I'm thinking, well, there it is. The computer's right there. Just beam that away. Beam that up. But evidently the computer was elsewhere in a storage facility. It it was. Yes, it was in a storage facility. And in that. So he was saying there was a verbal. Maybe maybe that's why she was going impressive that he was interfacing remotely and the computer was somewhere else maybe, maybe that's what it was maybe yeah. that's why she was saying impressive because she thought she had it okay so that that maybe helped clarify something for okay. me because I'm, i was with you i started getting confused yeah why they can't beam it out why they have to go somewhere mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. why there's so much trouble to beam i guess because of the shielding they couldn't beam out uh yeah. janeway and da vinci mm-hmm. until they you know end up taking a hike and doing all kinds of things right it just sort of lost me in the logic of what, what yes. was going on in here. Agreed. Um, I almost wish, like I said, it was, it was lacking some action and mm-hmm. I wish there had been more either chasing or hiding or gunfights or something with mm-hmm. some action jeopardy that would have made more sense to me than explaining it with, you know, their shields or something. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Tuvok suggests at this point, he says, you know, we need to go back with take da vinci back and let's analyze his you know his journals and and his uh, mobile emitter and all this and figure out what um what da vinci might know 
about about this planet and where things are. And Janeway says, no, I want to keep Da Vinci here. I want to use his mind. You know, she's talking about what a, what a genius he is. Yeah. And Tuvok's like, well, I think we should just bring him back. She goes, no, you go back and analyze all this stuff. I'm going to stay here and, and work with Da Vinci. Uh, yes. Um, and a quick side note, this is now back in Da Vinci's new workshop. We're no longer yes, in yes. The, uh, the town square any longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're back in the workshop and, so Tuvok beams out. Yep. And um, I also thought it was funny when um, uh, Da Vinci is talking and in the middle of talking, Tuvok reaches over and pushes his mobile emitter like a pause button on a remote control. And Da Vinci just sort of freezes. And Tuvok then talks to Janeway about, you know, well, let's go back. And he's frozen the whole time. That was just a simple split screen. You could see that, that you know, Janeway and Tuvok were on one side of the screen they froze the other half of the screen, freeze frame the other half. So he looked frozen. Um, then they went into some coverage and, you know, close-ups of, of Janeway and Tuvok. And then when they came back out, you saw Tuvok um, um, transport back to the ship. Mm-hmm. But I did see John Reese davies in that, in that moment sort of did moving. He move? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> okay. But in the first uh, split screen, image shot where he is totally yeah. frozen and it's not John Reese Davis mm-hmm. frozen, but the, his image is frozen in the background against the wall. There was a bit of a kind of an artifact there. It was just, kind of, I don't know if like you light, saw that light yeah. moving or something. Yes. It was light moving. So what was that? I wonder that- if it was a boom shadow. This is a classic problem in filmmaking and maybe you guys have seen it, but oh. you know, there's a sound man holds a long pole with a microphone on it and moves it around where the mm. actors go. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it'll go into the light, kind of like my hand is doing. Yeah, that. yeah. And you'll see a bit of a shadow or something. Wow. And you don't really know what it is. I bet you that's what was that's going probably what on. it was then. Wow. I bet it was. Well, thank you for clearing that up for me. Maybe. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing I didn't see it, but I bet that sounds like something like a boom shadow. Okay. Yeah. And then we go back to sick bay mm-hmm. and the doctor's examining seven, giving her a checkup and He's, he's sort of reprimanding her. She should have been in, in here earlier, you know. And my first thought was, he's talking about all of her, her optical sensors and things. And I thought, why is a medical doctor examining optical sensors? This should be yeah, an this engineer. Should be, uh, this should be Bellana doing it this. It should be Bellana. Yeah. No, but or instead they should be doing it together. Yeah. It just, you know, he, you're right. Yeah. You're it, it was very confusing to me. And and normally I didn't get confused with the doctor working on seven or, you know, giving her medical treatments, but it, it, for the first time it occurred to me, like we should probably always when seven's in for those treatments, we should have the doctor and Balana mm-hmm. and they should both have to deal with their separate technology and yeah. physiology yeah. combined. So, um, and I think that would have been an interesting trio to see, kind of sorting things out with, with seven's technology. It would have been fun to see that. Yeah. But he wants, he wants to gossip. He wants an update. He's like, well, so what's going on? And she keeps saying, I don't want to small talk with you. And he's like, well, I'm stuck in here. I don't have a mobile emitter. I don't know what's going on out there. Please tell me. She tells him something like, well, uh, there was a little something in the mess hall. Balana and I got into an argument and she, she, uh, Referred to me as an automaton, Seven says. She called me an automaton, which I thought was kind of silly. And then said some expletives in Klingon or something. Which, yeah. Which I thought was an interesting description. I, I don't know about this scene. I don't know about, would the doctor's program have this kind of FOMO, this fear of missing out, of not being able to get out of the sick bay? Would he even experience that? You know, yeah, like, I don't know. and then. Why is he into gossip? To me, it just came off as creepy. I just thought the yeah. doctor looks really creepy in this scene. So these these are questions that I never really thought about beforehand. Yeah, you know, back in the day. But now that I'm watching, I'm like, why would he even care? Yeah. Why would he care that his mobile emitter isn't isn't around? Right? He's a program. It shouldn't I mean, matter. The only thing I can think Sorry. of is he's developed some humanity. How he's got he's gotten <laughs> used to. Well, but that's that's really fundamentally. Yeah. I guess. The story of the doctor, he, he changes over time, right? Yeah. He grows a little more humanity over time. Right. But that's, that should be seven of nine story, not the doctor. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, he's, he's well, still a they're both kind of, yeah, they're both kind of doing it though. They're I both, guess, yeah. I, I guess, but he's still a computer program. 
You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel, I don't know. I'm being really critical of the doctor at this point, but it just, yes, it, you bothered, are. it bothered me. It really did. It bothered well, me. Well, it was, it was, it bothered me for different reasons. I can totally buy that the doctor's program can adapt and can start to, I mean, so much of his story with Cass with the early episodes was about him having a human experience and his program sort of adapting and mm-hmm. learning and growing. I totally can buy that. What I didn't buy is in this specific episode, mm-hmm. it just seemed like it was tagged on. It didn't yes. really relate either one of neither one of their stories related to anything okay. that was happening in our A story and yeah. it just felt disconnected. That yeah. was the part that bothered me. Yeah. Like the Vulcan line, like the scene between Seven and Harry, sort of disconnected as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. This is this totally. is an episode of disconnected scenes, is what it, it is. felt very disconnected. Yes. Yep. Let's see what happens next. Astrometrics. So we now we're in astrometrics and we yeah. have a scene between Tuvok and Seven. Again, I like this pairing. I love these two together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this is my new favorite pairing. I like watching Tuvok and Seven uh, interact. Mm-hmm. Uh, they locate the building that is holding the processor, the important processor that we need. Um, and so then, you know, now we know where to go. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the end of that scene. And we jump back into Da Vinci's new workshop and we have, uh, Janeway's there. And of course, Tao shows up in this. Yes. Room. So now that, uh, seven and, and Tuvok have figured out the location of this processor, the uh, Tuvok calls down to Janeway on the planet and says they know where it is. And, uh, Janeway agrees to carry out this plan to that she'll go to this location with da vinci and uh voyager will rendezvous with them and beam them out of there with the uh with the processor Mm -hmm. but unfortunately tau has overheard all of this and catches her at gunpoint and says give me your comm badge so now Mm -hmm. he's not going to be able to uh tuvok's not going to be able to and 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 voyager's not going to be able to locate them because she doesn't have her comm badge he's right right um and just then Da Vinci comes around with like a fire extinguisher in his it hand. It looks like that. It looks maybe like a steampunk version of a fire yeah. extinguisher. Yeah. And knocks the bejesus out of Tao. Knocks Tao out. Mm-hmm. And then Janeway says, we got, I've got to get out of here. You, you need to come with me too. And Da Vinci's like, no, no. If, you know, no, I, I want to stay here. There's magic here. He doesn't understand how this, all of this science could be happening here. The That's right. electricity and, yeah. and things, you know, appearing and disappearing. It just yeah. seems like magic to him. Yeah. Um, and she says, no, you're a prisoner here and he needs to get back. She's going, you need to get back to Europe. They need you. Back <laughs> Europe. And, and he's like, I hate Europe. I hate them. I hate the, the Florentines. <laughs> the Florence, or, the Flor- Flor- what are they? Florentians? Florinians? Flor- the people Flor- that live in Florence. Flor- That's Florentines, I think. Florentines? Okay. Florentines, I think. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, I hate those people. And she says, okay, do it for me. I need you. Yeah. And then he finally says, for you, I will go. For you, Katarina, anything. But anything. see, this is, but this is my biggest problem with this script, with this episode why didn't she pick up the con badge from the unconscious towel oh yeah you see what i'm saying so really i mean janeway's not why would janeway's the captain of a starship she's not going to forget her one way to mm-hmm. communicate with voyager which yep. clearly she can just pick up off of the unconscious body of tau so yep. what should have been written into the script was tau takes this con badge throws it on the ground it. and stomps on it and breaks it. Exactly. That would have made more sense. Yeah, but there's a huge sense. hole in the script right here. In I this think scene, so too. Which really made me very upset. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of holes in the script. I don't even this, know how to. This is like, point, a, this is the Swiss confused. cheese episode. It is full yeah. of holes. Okay. Yeah. It feels Swiss like cheese. It's holy. It's holy. It's holy. Um, <laughs> um, she says, she says to Da Vinci um, that uh, they've got to find the entrance to the storage facility. Yep. And that's where there's a wondrous invention. She calls it's called a computer processor. She says, <laughs> and they can use it uh, to send a beacon to her, Ugh. to her. And she says about the computer processor, it can send information over great distances. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's the internet. Actually the processor <laughs> is different, but anyway, um, and she says, all we got to do is find this and we'll be rescued. Yeah. They're at the, so they're at the exterior of this storage facility, which where is. Where was really, that, by the way? That kind of looks like something we've used before, too. I think I, I know where like, it was. I think I know where it was. I City of Industry, was, maybe? 
There is a old power plant down at Manhattan Beach. Oh, yeah. That's that right. We, that we shot Chuck. A couple episodes of Chuck shot mm-hmm, down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as we got into this episode, I was like, oh, that's the power plant at Manhattan Beach. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Place. Yeah. So I think that's where they, they filmed these scenes. But yeah. this was the facility where our computer processor was being uh, held. Yes. And they find it. They, they have the sequence of going through the, right. the old power plant, mm-hmm. which looked super cool. And steam shoots out here and there. And uh, it was it was very cool. Yeah. It, it, but there wasn't a lot of dressing on that interior to make it look futuristic because it's still no. very, you know. 20th century right oh very and then then there's that scene they're inside they're looking for the goods that the stolen goods and then they talk about on the bridge you know harry's like giving the play-by-play you know because he Mm -hmm. can detect like oh and now they're inside and oh oh no there's uh there's 14 guards that are converging upon them but yet mm-hmm. we don't see 14. We see one guy come we in. see one guy, and then we see it. two outside. That's it. Two outside, that's it. So again, more holes in this. It was Swiss, very thin Swiss on extras this episode. whole, yes. this whole episode. Like back, back in the town square. It's like the budget. Different, yeah. I think I mean, they put all, all their money into locations, and they didn't put it into other stuff. Exactly. Like extras and exactly. Done people but, and things mm-hmm. like that. Yep. I agree. I yeah. agree. Budgetary issues here. Mm-hmm. Finally, uh, Janeway beams uh, the processor back to Voyager so that everything's cool there. We have mm-hmm. the computer processor back. So it's sort of a, a jumping back and forth between Janeway and mm-hmm. Leonardo on the planet surface inside the storage facility and uh, back to Voyager. And, and, yeah, back on Voyager on the bridge with mm-hmm. Harry. And are you up there too? Are you on the bridge with us at that point? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I've got a couple lines. I, yeah, here or there. I, I remember okay. like. I don't even think they covered my lines down front because I noticed at one point we were sort of o- over Chicote, yeah, and pointing down, and I kept turning around to deliver my lines <laughs> as if I was reading some information. And I went, "They're blah 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 blah," and then turning around, I'm like, "Why wouldn't I just keep my eyes on the screen and the information?" And I was like, "Oh, they didn't want to come around and <laughs> they shoot, didn't like, want to come around and shoot you." Just shoot him the in the front. background. He's, he's deep <laughs> in the background. It's fine. Budget, budgetary concerns, Robbie. That's budgetary right. concerns. Okay. Right. Um, so now we are with a oh, oh Janeway uh, before being captured by the rest of the mm-hmm. fourteen guards who we never see. Janeway uses a site uh, uses a site to site transporter and beams Leonardo and herself out into the remote part of the planet. So they're, they're now they're out in a woodsy kind of, well, they're, they're in the Malibu trail. Canyon. They're in Topanga they're in, Canyon somewhere. On some trail right? in Malibu State Yeah, Park. Malibu. Yeah. Um, and he, and they're walking and he's like, I, you need to stop and explain this. I'm confused. And uh, he says, you know, people are disappearing, lightning through my body. That's the phaser mm-hmm. that shot at him. Um, he said, I just, my mind can't understand this magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh and so Janeway tries to explain it and she thinks for a minute and she, I guess she sees a bird off camera. Cause she says, if you weren't a human, what if you were a bird? And, and then she goes through sort of explaining your reality would be that of a bird yeah. and you wouldn't understand human experiences. Yes. And so she says to him at one point, she says, as a man, can you believe there's certain realities that are beyond the limits of your understanding? Mm-hmm. And um, so I, to me, that was the big idea of this episode, that sort of idea of like things that seem like magic to us, like computers sending information, you know, to Mm. other places, the internet or whatever. It may seem like magic if you don't understand it, but it's, it's just, it's not magic. It's just beyond your understanding right Right. now. Right. Um, Yeah. So I thought that was, to me, that was the, where I finally was like, oh, here's the theme. Here's the point of this is that Da Vinci's actually learning that there are things that are beyond what he had, even though he's a genius, even though he was a Renaissance man that in his time knew more than most people then Mm -hmm. he's like a child. He's like a bird (laughs) in the future. He doesn't understand all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I love when we go to engineering after Torres has gotten the computer uh, back online and she says, okay, captain, we're open for business. And I was like, that's a 20th century term. 
It that is. sounds like a Paris line. I clearly they're dating now because she's using lines that Paris uses. We're there open you go. for business. Yes, yes. Um, the alien ships attack, right? Uh-huh. And uh, and while this is going on, Leonardo leads Janeway to the edge of this cliff, and lo and behold, his flying machine is there. Which looks a lot like a it looks a lot like a hang glider. Yes, that's what I wrote. It looks like a hang glider, but it's a revised uh, flying machine yes. as opposed to the one in the beginning of the episode, which fell mm-hmm. into the into the body of water. And it is it's more structurally sound. And Janeway takes a chance, and they they she, head off. And she, by the way, she looks at this hang glider, mm-hmm. and she says, "That looks like duranium alloy. Should be light enough." How does she know yeah. that this is duranium alloy, whatever that it's, is? First of all, Just it's, by pa- looking at it, it's painted, right? It's, it's yeah, painted. It's painted you can't green even. Or something. How does she know, does she know the metallurgy of this particular alloy? She hasn't weighed it. She hasn't checked the density. She's just looking at it and going, yep, yeah, duranium alloy should be light enough. What? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, anyway. she, as a teenager, Janeway was an intern for a metallurgist. <laughs> That this she is must why have been. she knows she must this. have been that okay. she can just sense it. This is why this... Janeway is so amazing. She knows all kinds I mean, of random things. I right? mean, I, I used to ride a lot of bicycles and I was into like <laughs> carbon fiber bikes and there were yes. aluminum bikes and there were, yes. you know, uh, carbon, different chromoly tubes and all yeah, kinds yeah, of, yeah. right? But when you ha- when you go to the bike store and you look at all these bikes, they're all painted. <laughs> you don't know you what tell. it is. No. You have to lift it up. You have to kind of clink on it. You li- oh, that's aluminum. Oh, no. that's carbon fiber. She didn't do exactly. any of that. She just sort of looked at it. <laughs> she just looked at Duranium it. Duranium alloy. <laughs> Got it. Check. <laughs> Love that, it. That was and, crazy. And when did when did Leonardo have time to build that that berm? You know that that, that, mm-hmm. that little jump that that little how he when he takes off they take off on the it's glider. like a landing ramp. That's a whole a yeah, That's a whole yeah. t- that's a whole huge dirt you know ramp that was fabricated out of the by, nothing. By, yeah. By the way, I gotta say I don't yeah. know how they did this. I don't know if they did it practically if they had a real hang glider or something out there flying. Or if they did it with digital effects, but it was cool. It looked. It was cool. It was yeah. cool. I was surprised I mean, how the, how much of this flying they did because yeah. it was that. That's kind of a. It's a tricky thing to do a realistic kind of um, you know Da Vinci well, plane takeoff. It's okay. not like a spaceship that's CG that we can sort of create anything we want. This right. is something that needs to look real and it looks but you're good. not talking about like the close-up shot of them when they're in the air and they're looking at each other that would have been no, green that, screen or something right it would have been uh, green screen yeah. or what what we call poor you, man's where you just right. point it up toward the sky and you blow yeah. fans on them and pretend yes. they're up you're up talking about when they actually start going and they yeah. go on the little the, the little dirt ramp and they take off and they're flying that part maybe yeah. cgi maybe practical right maybe we don't practical. know i don't know and there were some shots where i was like how did they get those shots because back then you know, nowadays we have drones. Yes. People, people are familiar with drones. and No drone usage back then. No. So Whatsoever. how did they get those yeah. shots? How did they just, catch that? Yeah. Is there a crane? Was, Is there a crane high enough to be able to? Not really, because they were way up there. They were way up that, there. Right? Even, even back then, Yeah. The, they didn't have techno cranes, which is something we use now, which has mm-hmm. a um, telescoping arm that can go up to like 50 even, feet high or something. Even further, right? No. They, so they didn't, didn't exist. have that. Okay. I don't know how they did some of this. It was really, I was impressed with it. It was a nice little sequence with yeah. the, the flying and everything. Yeah. It was my favorite part of the episode. actually. <laughs> right there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I love Kim's play by play. You know, there are yes. captain and Leonardo are at the precipice. And then, and the whole thing is we can't beam them up. We can't beam them aboard the ship because they're too, we're not close enough. Right. Yeah. And so then Kim says like, and now they're in the air. <laughs> say that because i know because we don't know that they mm-hmm. have a glider right so we're thinking okay like, how are they mid-air anyway has that turned into good. jesus she's not only yeah. walking on water she's walking on the air she's just levitating yeah right? she's so, just levitating yeah it was cool mm. uh and then they get beamed back and then we have yep. a kind of captain's log and we end up back at uh da vinci's workshop for a little mm-hmm. recap and he says he's going to france yep uh he's gonna use what he's learned yeah. and she says um you know, you're never going to find the materials that were at that planet. You're never going to mm-hmm. find the same exact materials. And um, he said something at one point, he said, like uh, mechanical women who live in boxes. 
It must have been <laughs> yeah. the Major Major Barrett's computer voice. That's right. You know, he when, he, when he heard about, that, mm, uh -huh. yeah. And he talked about uh, his first memory was a great bird on his bed. Yeah. That he that he you know his memory of dreaming of flying and dreaming mm -hmm. of this and and then uh, the very last image is a is a bird in a cage, which I thought was a another poetic. Like Joe Minoski had a lot of poetry in this episode, right. in terms of Da Vinci and. Mm -hmm. And sort of having a dream of something that that's maybe feels magical right now, but eventually becomes real. That's yeah. really yeah. what I what I took away from this whole Da Vinci point of view. And uh, my question to you is your lesson and your my theme. lesson, my yeah. lesson, my theme. I would say what my takeaway from this was science looks like magic if you don't understand it. And that was kind of Da Vinci's ah. point of view is to him it looked like matt even though he was a man of science and again for his time he was ahead of everybody else but when he got thrust into the future it looked like magic to him and he just had to you know he had to understand it it was a lot for him to catch up to but you know if, if he knew that it was not magic it was science which he was a scientist he was going to figure it out eventually and that would be his journey you know um yeah mm. that's my takeaway if i had to this is a hard one for me to figure out what it was. Likewise. Yeah. Likewise. For me, I was just thinking, thinking like, what, what is the lesson here? And I kept thinking, I don't think I even have. So I, I, right off the bat, I, I said, this is the, one of the hardest episodes to pull a lesson out of. Yeah. So I just ended up writing down, don't steal. <laughs> <laughs> don't Good. invite bad karma into your life by stealing something that doesn't belong to you in yes. the story. That's it. You know, I mean, it's a little bit on the nose, but I, I really couldn't find something yeah. that, That's that, good. I like that that. moved that me. Yeah. Makes sense. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. Well, good. What right, is, uh, do we know what next week? Yes. Is? Yes. Next week we move away from uh, the uh, Robbie Duncan McNeil, Tom Paris fan club episodes. Yes. And we move on to mortal coil, mortal okay. coil. So thank you everyone for tuning in to what Robbie and I believe to be the worst so far episode of Voyager. <laughs> and but at we least apologize. we had costumes. We yes, had good we costumes. Had, yeah. this, we this may we be wore one of the, some nice Halloween yeah, although, gear. Although this is one of the poorer episodes of Voyager, this may be a, one of the best episodes of the Delta Flyers because this is the first time that we have been in costume. Yes, that's right? true. Okay. That's true. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And join us next week when Robbie and I review Mortal Coil. See ya. Thanks, everybody. Bye.